Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome. Many young women, especially who are in their twenties, assume that fertility treatment is equal to IVF. Well, most of them are really not sure what IVF is or what does it mean, and some still call it a test tube baby. Well, yes, it used to call it test tube baby in ancient times, like in olden days, but not anymore. And but for many people, when they get in their thirties, things change. Infertility become a reality for people, and that's when they dive into the pool of all fertility information. In my previous episode, I have talked about um, assisted reproductive treatment. Fertility treatment is not only IVF. There are various techniques in the umbrella of assisted reproductive treatment, which we call it ART. IVF is just one among them. Most people have this notion that fertility treatment is all about IVF and financial draining experience. Well, it's not. It's nothing like that. Of of course it is if you have uh, too much to struggle, but there are a couple of procedures which are not so expensive, which are less invasive or uh, less painful and less emotional draining and less financial draining as well. So yeah, there is one procedure. One of it is called IUI, which is affordable treatment and painless one. IUI is intrauterine insemination. In simple words. is inserting sperm into the uterus today i'm going to talk all about iui what is it what is the procedure what are the its disadvantages or advantages um their success rate i will try my best to give out all necessary information today in this episode regarding iui so that if you're planning to go for it you have a better understanding and if you think that somebody like your friends or family need this information then please do share this episode your one kind act of sharing can help many silent sufferers so now let's talk about iui and yeah this is one of my favorite technique of all art techniques and that's because iui is one of the procedure that's close to nature now let's talk about it what is iui intrauterine insemination In simple words, as I said, it's inserting sperm into the uterus. Now, 
IUI is the process of injecting sperm directly into the woman's uterus using a catheter to assist the conception in an um, infertile couple. Like, I shouldn't be saying infertile couple, but couples who are struggling to conceive. The process of injecting the sperm directly into the uterus bypasses the process through which sperm travels in normal way. Like, you know, during the normal intercourse, the sperm has to travel from vagina through cervix and then they has to be accompanied by cervical mucus and into a woman's uterus and then they go to fallopian tube which occurs like all of these occurs when sperm is, is ejaculated into a woman's vagina during intercourse but when we perform IUI procedure all of these processes are bypassed and they are directly being transferred into the uterus and like very much close to fallopian tube. Now, what are the steps of IUI? Let me give you an overview of what a typical intrauterine insemination procedure looks like. Like what happens right from the start, from your initial consultation to your pregnancy test. Starting with step number one, medical checkup. Look, these are the steps that I have uh, I have put all, the entire procedure in uh, four or five, I think five or six steps. But uh, it can vary. This all five steps doesn't have to go by the protocol. This can made vary slightly here and there according to your uh, treatment protocol. But this is what and um, generally this is what the IUI looks like. Number one step, medical checkup. Like this is the time now. Roll up your sleeves and pants down. On day three of your cycle, you will get your blood test done to check your hormone level and semen analysis test for your partner. Now, in IUI, there are two options, medicated IUI and natural IUI. And this will be discussed by your fertility specialist. Once they review your results, your medical history and mostly your age, IUI have to be timed to coincide with a woman's natural ovulation cycle. However, it is, it is also commonly used in the conjunction with the pharmaceutically stimulated ovulation drugs. That's the reason I told it. It depends uh, from patient to patient that are they going for natural IUI where they don't have to use uh, any drugs and we are going to chase the natural ovulation or are they going for medicated IUI where they will be given uh, certain drugs, hormonal drugs to stimulate the ovulations and all this can and all of these can be known after your all other checkups, your blood workup is done and by discussing with your doctor. Next comes step number two, which is cycle monitoring. Now, once the doctor and you decide on your treatment protocol, your cycle monitoring will start, which is usually from day 10. The monitoring will be done by the ultrasound and hormone tests sometimes. This monitoring could last for a week until you're ready to be ovulated. Yes, um, this is a kind of a tiring work because you have to go to clinic to get your ultrasound done. Okay, now moving forward, step number three. Over here, you will receive a trigger shot. This shot is a hormone injection. The pregnancy hormone, which we call it HSG, which helps the follicles to mature and ensure that ovulation occurs within 36 hours. Doctor administers this hormone to help to time insemination. When they want sperm to be waiting for the mature egg, now, if you heard my previous episode, you must be knowing that an egg survives for only 12 to 24 hours post-ovulation. 
while sperm can live in the fallopian tube for days like for up to 5 days so it's really important that we time this inseminations and we are very much ahead of the ovulation time like when the ovulation occurs the sperms should be already present in the fallopian tubes waiting for egg and now comes the step number 4 the procedure time or the iud now when we know the iud is here you will arrive in a clinic at a given time complete all the paperwork your partner will be asked to produce a fresh semen sample which embryologist or endologist will prepare the semen sample by washing them and preparing a concentrated healthy um sperm fluid i would say like sperm washing is a procedure that separates the sperm from the semen and weeds out the low quality uh, sperm sperm is retrieved from male partner or sperm donor depending on what your treatment protocol is and a solution with a high concentration of sperm is prepared this solution is then injected directly into the uterus of the female partner when she is ovulating to ensure that there is enough sperm available to wash men are typically asked to abstain from sex or masturbation for 2 or 4 days before an iui after all the preparation is done for the iui you will be asked to keep your bladder full before the procedure as this helps doctors to get a clear look on the ultrasound screen so this is all the pre procedure prep now what happens during the procedure which we call is insemination that's our step 5 a nurse may put speculum just to broaden the entrance for the catheter a catheter is a kind of a injection like with a long tube but not not thin needle but with a long tube a catheter that we call and that is filled with the best quality of your partner's sperms doctor and nurse will ask you to confirm your full name to make sure that they are using correct semen sample as the technician performed an external ultrasound the doctor inserts the catheter into your vagina and your cervix using the ultrasound screen as her guide which even you can watch closely like you will be awake during the procedure you are not going to given any anesthetic and you can clearly watch every whatever is going on on the ultrasound screen now doctor will push the catheter into the cervical canal and point it towards the top of the uterus um and right towards the fallopian tube on which of the side you are going to ovulate or on which of the side there is a mature follicle doctor will inject the sperm through the catheter into the uterus and will advise you to stay uh, in the sleeping position for a few minutes like maybe around 20 minutes is the, uh, is the time that we used to do in our routine protocol now this process will last for only about 60 to 90 seconds it's really a quick process and a painless while the iua itself is uncomfortable and awkward uh but it won't hurt that much the insertion of the catheter will feel will feel like um a tight um how would i say it uh, some tightening or some one second pitching but most women compared to a pap test many women are so nervous during the process that which only lasts for a minute or for a couple of seconds and it is so common reaction for us when patient says like what it's done like so quickly and we smile and say yes it is um, some might experience a little bit twitching and um, tightness and feeling of awkwardness but trust me this is nothing in front of ivf 
and now post procedure some women might notice some mild cramping and spotting and some women might need progesterone in their two week wait to support their pregnancy this is this is the only downtime i would say for the procedure like you can literally go home within 20 minutes and now after the iui comes the real struggle time which is two, which is two week wait and then look for the pregnancy test so this was all about the procedure of iui i hope you find it simple what is iui and what is the difference between iui and ivf ivf is in vitro fertilization i have also talked a lot about it early in the previous episode during an ivf a woman is given drugs that makes more than one egg to mature in her body where it is also given it is also being given in the iui as well these these drugs but they are not um in so but they are not in such high doses and in ivf those eggs are taken out and combined with sperm in the lab to create embryos one of the embryos is then transferred back into the uterus now this process you know of transferring eggs back to the uterus is quite similar to what iui is but the removal of eggs from the body the but that procedure is little bit complicated than what the the transferring of embryo or iui is and for that procedure you will be given an anesthetic and there will be a little bit downtime to be taken care of Okay after the transferring of embryo if there is any extra embryo that can be frozen to use later IVF allows us to help the eggs fertilize and bypass the common problems related to related to egg transport and search for the eggs that is most likely to make baby IUI on the other hand just washes the sperm and puts it all on the top of the woman's uterus well in simple words in IUI the sperm will meet eggs inside the woman's body but in ivf the egg will meet sperm outside the body that's the main difference that's why we call in vitro in vitro means things that is happening outside the body and in vivo in the scientific terms which you don't use in fertility but just for the knowledge in vivo is a term that we used when things are happening inside the body now this is the difference between iu and ivf now now let's talk about iui versus ivf Now there is a less control over what happened during IUI since you are simply trying to optimize the conditions for the conception rather than guaranteeing the conception like you do with IVF by washing or separating the good quality sperm the male partner ejaculates ahead of time and make sure that you get the best sperm after monitoring the woman's cycle the doctor puts that sperm into the uterus for the catheter and the doctor knows that when you are ov- when the ovulation is happening thus iui takes the guesswork out of timing the sex so when time is on your side it's nice to try the less invasive less expensive options first and if they work of course you can avoid ivf and to me i would say like for most women iui should be their first treatment option because in personally my practice i have seen lots of women who can be conceived by iui but who don't need ivf but doctor has to go for the ivf just because they are so impatient and their stress levels are so high which is making them uh which is making them unable to conceive through iui now the price difference seriously the price difference here is no joke according to the planned parenthood a cycle of iui can cost between anywhere between um 300 to 400 dollars to thousand dollars without insurance and ivf on the other hand typically runs about 15000 dollars per cycle 
Now, the cost can be depend on where you live, your insurance, your medical situations, and order of these magnitude is quite different and regardless. Now, IUI also differs from IVF in that it requires less medication and sometimes no medication at all. IUI can be done in a natural menstrual cycle, but often medication is added to, in, to either induce the ovulation in those who don't release an egg on their own or to optimize the ovulation hormone that often decreases with advancing age. Now, when fertility is unexplained, the maximum benefit of IUI treatment occurs when accompanied by medication. In such cases, IUI involves oral fertility drugs like clomiphene or lectrozole, which support egg growth and potentially a shot to trigger ovulation. Whereas IVF, however, requires 2 to 3 injections per day for 8 to 12 days and general anesthesia for egg retrieval and shots, the surgeries are what makes IVF more invasive. Whereas IUI, just a couple of oral drugs and you're good to go. Now, now the question here is, when should you try IUI? Well, if you're over 35 and you have tried to conceive for at least 6 months or are under 35 and have tried to conceive for 12 months and after all the basic fertility testing is done, doctor will suggest you to go for IUI. Now, IUI doesn't address all causes of infertility. For example, IUI is recommended and will be discussed as one of the options when you consult your qualified fertility specialist like um, unexplained infertility. Where you have trouble falling pregnant, an artificial insemination is often the recommended fertility treatment if as a couple you suffer from unexplained infertility. Now when we say unexplained infertility, there can be it can be due to a number of problems that prevent sperm from passing through cervix into your uterus or some of the problems can be related to poor cervical mucus or age. Now what IUI does is bypassing this stage with a direct insert of sperm into the uterus which could be so helpful for the reduced sperm motility or poor cervical mucus are no longer an obstacle for your conception. If these are the problems in unexplained infertility, then IUI is the best option. Next condition could be absence of male partner. Now over here, partner is not in the same location. Or sometimes partner is scheduled to undergo cancer treatment. In this case, the artificial insemination procedures makes the use of thought sperms that was frozen at the earlier stage. And this insemination is scheduled when women's female partners ovulate. Now, the other conditions could be like same-sex couples or single women who are trying to conceive. Single women who want to have a child would often explore IUI as a recommended approach. And same-sex couples like females who wish to fall pregnant uh, will be able to use third-party sperm as a part of their IUI procedure. The other condition that we talked about was reduced sperm quality. Now, sperm count or motility less than what's required or less than what's an ideal is. If a male partner uh, have a slightly reduced sperm quality, that can be hard to conceive. Your specialist will organize tests and assess if you suffer from reduced sperm count or reduced sperm motility. If the sperm quality shows really low number or is there any risk of transmitting a genetic disease onto your future children, then your specialist will discuss the options to explore the conception with donor sperm. So here, 
if there is any male issue or uh, if there is any sexual activity issue iui can be a really great option but before that seeing a specialist will help you figure out if it's an option for you whether you consider iui as a first treatment step depend on the variety of factors such as age fertility diagnosis family planning goals cost and insurance benefit and comfort level for the medical treatment with iui you also have a chance to double the success and the risk of twins is about 3% with a drug free cycle and iui just like when you conceive without help the probability more becomes the probability increases than the doubles when you pair an iui with oral medications that's because the drugs encourages your body to produce more than one egg for ovulation if both are fertilized you may have a fraternal twins one study found that 11.6% of pregnancy conceived with hormone drugs plus iui results in twins or multiple pregnancy now i hope by now you have got a good understanding on what is iui what is a procedure and for whom it is or for who should consider iui now let's talk about what are the advantages or what are the pros and cons of iui well the pros are simple it's less expensive less invasive and for fewer drugs and cons of iui are uh, the success rate is low it addresses limited number of infertility factors don't decrease the chance of miscarriage as much as ivf could do and have a greater chance of twins well for many people it could be a joyful thing to get a twins but for many who do not want twins it could be a little bit risk uh, for iui now it's up to each woman and couple to decide how they balance the cost of a fertility treatment with the chances of success knowing all the facts is their first step now there is one main disadvantage of iui compared to ivf is that iui is less successful which means that it could take longer to get pregnant you have about a 10 to 15% chance of getting pregnant on your first iui cycle compared to if you compare that to ivf the chances are 50% 50 and perhaps it can be more than 50% if you do a genetic testing on embryo also iui is not able to decrease the risk of miscarriages rate as it's as it's because it's just like the normal pregnancy it's, it's like you're conceiving in a normal way um and ivf you can do a chromosomal testing uh, before the embryos been transferred and implant so you know know that which which embryos uh, stands the best chance to make you pregnant and that's the reason why the success rate matter over here on an average a woman under 35 will have a 20 to 20% chance of pregnant chance of pregnancy with each iui while a woman over 40 will have 2 to 5% chance over here and that's because it's related to equality now the peak iui effect is around 3 to 4 cycles like if you are going to get pregnant iui with iui you will get pregnant in like 4 to 5 attempts now there was a study done which refers that 60% of couples conceives within 6 cycles of iui and personally even i believe that you should give at least at least 3 chances of iui before you jump into ivf but i know you know just like trying naturally there comes a point when certain treatments no longer work if pregnancy doesn't happen with iui after few cycles a couple should consult their physician about their approach to ivf 
A woman shouldn't take a failed IUI as a sign that she won't be able to conceive though. It's always desirable to conceive in the least invasive possible and IUI offers the best option. And remember, there is no one set path that anyone can take to build a family. The goal over here is not from which procedure you took to conceive a child, but the goal over here is to get pregnant and to produce a healthy pregnancy and a healthy and a live child. And if you are going for IUI or if you think for IUI, so here are a couple of my recommendations. Number one, that uh, if a doctor says that there is a chances for you to conceive by IUI, I would urge you that you don't give up after one failed IUI. It Keep in mind, it takes at least three to six IUI cycles for most couples to conceive. Second, if you know that you're going to uh, you're going to go for IUI, you have to make sure that you make your or you may prepare your body way in advance with preconception healthcare to boost your chances for every IUI cycle. Because if you combine your preconception healthcare, your uh, oral medication if there is any drug stimulations and IUI procedure, trust me, it's enough for you to conceive and have a healthy pregnancy. So this was all about IUI and I hope that I gave you all the necessary information that you need to have before you consider the option of IUI or at least now you have an idea that what an IUI is. I hope uh, you learned something new today and this episode was helpful to you. If you think it is, if you have learned anything new, I would recommend you to share this episode, rate this podcast, review this podcast. All the links are being given below. And I'll see you soon. Until then, stay healthy, stay fertile, stay at home and stay positive. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening. I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.